0: Shalom, and welcome to Parashah Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week's parashah is Vayetzeh. Parashat Vayetzeh is one long episode, uh, and it uh, essentially charts the life of Yaakov. He leaves home, uh, and he lives away from home for a significant number of years. Remember that he left home in order, at the same time, to get away from his brother, who has vowed to kill him, as well as uh, to try to find a wife. So he received the instructions and blessings from both his mother and his father to go to the house of Lavan, Rivka's brother, and in this way he will be safe and may also be The first part of the parasha deals with the journey on the way to the home of Laban. And when he sleeps at night, he sees a vision, a vision of a ladder connecting heaven and earth, with angels ascending and descending, with Hashem standing over him. And God promises to take care of Yaakov uh, throughout his journeys. And when Yaakov awakes, he is uh, somewhat upset that he uh, slept in a place that turns out to be so holy, but he also makes a dedication and a vow. He dedicates the uh, stone that he had placed at his head, uh, that someday it will be a place of uh, worship of Hashem. He vows that uh, he will do this when he comes back uh, safely. And then the next part of the parasha, Yaakov comes to the house of Laban in the area near Levan's house, Yaakov, has an encounter with the shepherds uh, in which the shepherds need to remove a large rock from the well in order to water the flock. Uh, but uh, when Yaakov sees Rachel, the daughter of uh, Lavan, he is able to remove the rock single-handedly, and uh, Yaakov is invited to go back to live with Lavan. And uh, so the next part of the parasha, which makes it the largest part of the parasha, is how Yaakov builds his family. Uh, Yaakov is uh, in love with Rachel and wishes to marry her. Uh, Rachel has an older sister, Leah, who is not married yet, but Yaakov wants to marry Rachel. And he offers to work for seven years in order to marry Rachel. At the end of the seven years, uh, Lavan makes a party. But uh, Lavan is also planning a deception. And when Yaakov goes to his tent, uh, Lavan brings not Rachel, but Leah to the tent. And Yaakov wakes up in the morning and realizes that he is married to Leah and not to Rachel. When he confronts Lavan with this, Lavan gives the excuse, we'll talk about in greater detail later, that uh, Rachel cannot be married before Leah is married. and. Therefore, Yaakov has to commit to working for another seven years in order to, marry, uh, to be married to Rachel, but he will marry Rachel at the end of the week. And at the end of the week of the celebration of Leah's marriage, Yaakov can marry Rachel, but then he must work for another seven years. Yeah. Lavan also gives Zilpa to Leah as her handmaid wedding present. At the end of the week, uh, Yaakov does marry Rachel, and he does commit himself to another seven years' work. Uh, Bilhah, the other handmaiden, is given as a handmaid to Rachel, and it's very clear that Yaakov loves Rachel more than he loves Leah. But because Leah is not as well-loved, Shem blesses her with Leah, with uh, children right away. And she has four children uh, in succession. Luvein, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. And Leah explains in each case the basis of, uh, of the names. It's very clear that what Leah wants more than anything else is the love of her husband, uh, of Yaakov. When it uh, seems that Rachel is not having any children, Rachel is uh, barren. So Rachel takes her maidservant, Bilhah and gives her to Yaakov in order to bear him two children. But the idea that these children will be uh, like hers, thinking back to uh, Sarah, uh, the same reasoning was not only that the children would be as if they were Rachel's, but Rachel hopes that in the merit of the great act of kindness of giving Bilhah to Yaakov, Hashem will reward her with uh, a child of her own. So Bilhah, as I said, bears Yaakov two children. Leah, it seems, has not had any more children, and so she takes her maidservant, Silpah, and gives her to Yaakov to bear two more children, and those are the children of God and Asher. Uh, on one particular occasion, Ruvain who is the oldest of the children? This little boy, at this point, uh, discovers some dudaim, uh, which is a special kind of flower, and he brings them back to his mother Leah. Uh, which is a nice thing for a boy to do. Um, and when Leah sees this, and Rachel sees them, the dudaim, the, uh, Rachel wants them uh, for herself, and she offers to give up her night. That night was supposed to be with Yaakov in exchange for the dudaim, and, uh, and so uh, Leah is with Yaakov that night. And uh, as a result, Leah has more children. She has two more boys, Issachar and Zivulun. She has a girl whose name is Dina. Uh, finally, uh, Rachel has a child of her own. And she names him Yosef, part of the reason. Uh, behind that is that God may add, you may God add uh, another child to her, if she have yet another child. Uh, this essentially brings us to the end of the 14 years that Yaakov is working in order to be married to Leah and Rachel. Uh, and so by rights, he should leave. Uh, however, uh, he needs to support his family. If he were to leave, he would really be starting to Nothing, and so uh, and as well, uh, Lavan doesn't want Yaakov to leave because Lavan acknowledges himself that the blessing has come to his home ever since Yaakov joined him, uh, and so Yaakov uh, and Lavan come up with a with an arrangement. Uh, Lavan convinces Yaakov to remain, and Yaakov's salary will be all of the sheep and the goats that are born, that have uh, spots, or speckles, or bands. Um, it seems that Lavan tries to trick Yako um, and so Yako retaliates uh, by using uh, some special knowledge of his own. He takes wands, he takes sticks, peels off the bark uh, so that the white area is exposed, and places these sticks in a place where the flock will uh, will see it, and they are influenced by what they see in some way, uh, but the result is that so many of the flock that are born that year uh, are spotted and speckled, so Yaakov's flock increases greatly, it he becomes very, very wealthy, uh, and this goes on, it turns out, for six years. In the next part of the parasha, Yaakov uh, leaves the house of Lavan. It's very clear that Lavan's attitude towards Yaakov has has changed. Uh, Even Lavan's sons talk about how everything that Yaakov has achieved has really been at the expense of their father. So Yaakov realizes uh, that he doesn't uh, there's no reason for him to stay any longer. Uh, He's worked off his debts. He's built up his, uh, his own wealth. It's time to go. And Hashem even says to Yaakov That it is time, at long last, for Yaakov to return to his birthplace. And so Yaakov calls a meeting out in the field with Rachel and Leah, explains that, uh, says to them, that, of course, he's been a faithful worker to uh, Lavan, and Hashem appeared to me, he says, and told me that I should return, and Rachel and Leah agree that you should do as Hashem has told you. And so, while Lavan is off, elsewhere. Uh, dealing with the shearing of the sheep, Yaakov, together with his entire household, leaves. Uh, for leaving, Rachel steals Lavan's Terafim. Teraphim, teraphim seem to be some kind of a totem that Lavan might use. They uh, are endowed with some kind of power. Uh, he uses them in order to the future or something of that nature, and it seems that he uh, worships them uh, in some way, and so Rachel steals them. Lavan finds out and pursues, and he catches up, um, and on the night before, Lavan is to confront Yaakov, Hashem appears to Lavan in a dream, and and warns him to be very careful of how he talks to Yaakov, because Yaakov has the divine protection. Then finally, there is a confrontation between Yaakov and Lavan. Lavan searches for the Trophim to no success. And then Yaakov admonishes Lavan for the way he treat has been treating him, tricking him time and time again, He says ten times. And Yaakov and Lavan make a non-aggression treaty. They set up some objects that will serve as a marker uh, that neither one will pass this point uh, Going towards the other in an adversarial way. So they will have a non aggression. Then, at one last, Van returns home to Tabitha. To at
1: the very end of
0: the parasha, uh, as Yaakov con- continues his journey, he encounters angels. He's close to the border of uh, the land of Canaan. And when he encounters these uh, these angels, He calls the place Machanayim, which means two camps, one camp of angels and one camp of his own family. That is the end of the Parashat Ha'etzei. This is really the entire time that Yaakov is away from home, uh, but quite a bit of time has uh, passed. Um, Yaakov lived with Lavan for a total of uh, 20 years. Now, when Yaakov... uh, Questions: Why did Lavan deceive him? Uh, he thought that he was marrying Rachel, and he wakes up in the morning married to uh, Leah. Instead, Lavan's answer is that such a thing is not done in our place to put the younger before the older. I often felt that, uh, that Lavan is saying here is uh, uh, veiled, or maybe not so veiled, criticism of Yaakov uh, saying, well, maybe where you come from, it's okay for the younger one, that is you, Yaakov, to be placed before the older one, uh, Esau, uh, but uh, not around here. We don't, so we don't allow for that around here. Um, and then he says, wait until the end of this week. In other words, he acknowledges that uh, Leah uh, should be entitled to a week of celebration. And then um And then afterwards, uh, the word he uses, vinitana, we will give um, you this one, meaning Rachel also. But, of course, you have to commit yourself to uh, working for another seven years. Uh, The difficulty is the word vinitana, which I've translated as, and we will give. But it's not so clear that that's the way to translate it. That is the way that Rashi translates it. Rashi says explicitly that vinitana uh, is the the verb we will give, which is nitain, plus an extra hay, and that's not that unusual. Uh, Rashi gives other examples of verbs that are like that. And he says, we will give. Uh, There are other commentaries uh, that want to understand the word vinitana differently. Uh, The Ramban, who agrees with Rashi, cites the Ezra. this is also true of the Roshvan, uh, that the word should be understood differently, uh, not as we will give, but rather as a passive word that's called in Hebrew, bifal, uh, that nun, at the beginning of the word, is what makes this word passive. And the result would be, uh, she will be given, the hey the end of the word is to make it feminine, referring to her. The word is passive. Uh, The actual word is past tense but the Vav at the beginning changes it from past to future. But the ultimate translation is uh, she uh, will be given. Uh, What the Ramban adds is not only does he agree with Rashi, but he gives a reason why Lavan is using a plural, because after all, what is he saying? He's saying that at the end of this week uh, of uh, celebration of the marriage of uh, Le- Leah, then you'll be able to marry uh, Rachel. Um, and who will give her in marriage to you? So he should have said, I will give. It's his daughter. Why does he say, we will give? Says uh, the Rabban, is that Lavan's words was spoken with cunning, which is not unusual for Lavan. What he's saying to Yaakov is, uh, it's not in this place, meaning the whole community, the whole societal norms such, such, to let the younger one get married before the older one. And therefore he is saying, it's not up to me. Um, Lavan is essentially, uh, hiding behind what he claims to be the societal norm. In other words, if it were up to me, I would have no difficulty giving you to uh, giving Rachel to you right away, which is clearly a lie. But he is able to uh, to say this because, well, in this place, uh, that's not that is not what is done. Um, but wait until the end of the week, and then the whole community will allow you to marry uh, uh, Rachel. Ramban is pointing out here that Lavan is an example of a person who, in a very cowardly way, instead of taking personal responsibility, uh, is hiding behind the collective, uh, saying that it's not really up to me, uh, it's up to the it's up to the group, in this case, the community. Uh, that is why, according to Ramban, why uh, Lavan uses a plural language. I thank you very much. For joining me for this uh, exploration of Parashat Va'eitz, this has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parasha highlights and insights. Saying Shalom.